Welcome to Ottawa Valley Vineyard, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. Denny, someone said, I said, man, there's a huge gap between us and the people at the front. And Denny said, the Lord needs space to move. <laughs> and there's, there's a huge space here. So even for those of you online that can't see it, the Lord's just got a lot of space to move this morning. There's going to be awesome things happening. It's going to be good. Um, yeah, excited to, excited to share with you guys today. Uh, if you want to read along with me, I'm going to be speaking from James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. Feel free to pull that up. There's no slideshow to share that with you this morning. So uh, maybe those of you online have an advantage, but James 1, 22 to 25. Um, and if you're just pulling that up, let me just, I'd love to just pray for us to, to kick it off. So um, yeah, Father, I, I'm so encouraged this morning by um, just what's being shared about a name change and, and the heart behind that and, and sending Matt and Heather out. And I just, I know their heart and seeing us unite for a diff, for a bigger purpose. And God, it's amazing how uh, somewhere in Colossians it says that your goal was to unite all things together in Christ. And there's this, there's this, that's happening, even if we don't see it, even if we experience loss and, and pain in our lives. I thank you for uniting all things in Christ. And then we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would continue that work among us this morning as we get into your word, um, as we share with one another after. Uh, just may your kingdom come here this morning, God. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for this time. Amen. Amen. Um, before I before I dunk in, um, a little kind of sidebar promo. We're going to read from James, and you'll learn pretty quickly that James is a pretty pretty punchy guy. Like he's he's very brief and to the point. And if you struggle to get in your Bible, like maybe you have this sense in your life that you should be doing that more, but it's a struggle to get in there. Highly recommend James and Proverbs. I'm just going to say that right now. James is like it's kind of like appetizers. You know what I mean? They've got these like, re like really healthy though. You know what I mean? It's like really healthy app. You can just get a little bit of word. It's really healthy, but it's going to be in a compact nugget. You know, you're not really, you're not really feeling like a meal or a, you know, a full course meal. You can get into James, get into Proverbs. It's going to be really good. So just recommend reading James and Proverbs. Um, let me go ahead and read. Let's, uh, let's dunk in today. So James in his letter to a bunch of Christians in the New Testament, he says, uh, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So you can, you can get a little sense of an appetizer here in verse 22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Don't, don't deceive yourself. Don't kid yourself. You know, this is the kind of thing you can expect in James. And um, I love his analogy. I'm going to talk a lot about his analogy about the mirror and reflecting on ourselves. Um, what he said, when you look in a mirror, there's, there's something that's being spoken back to you. It's not just a mindless, uh, like looking at your reflection and moving on. There's something that's spoken Here's what I mean. Like you might look in the mirror and realize that you're super tired. You might see bags under your eyes. You might see that you're exhausted. And what's said to you in that reflection is, man, I should get some sleep. I should, I should catch up on some sleep. I'm exhausted. I need to do something about this. So you see how like, you know, in a simplistic, in a simplistic sense, when you look at yourself in the mirror, something is said back to you. Um, James is talking on a bit of a deeper level in his metaphor. You might, you might look at yourself in the mirror and see that you're angry with someone. 
you might reflect and see, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm bitter about this. I'm frustrated with this person. I'm, I'm holding unforgiveness here. And what's said as you look at that reflection is I should do something about that. I should, I should talk to them. I should forgive them. I should process this emotion. Um, you might, I, I know I can relate to this, like I can realize that I'm lying to myself about something, that I'm not being fully honest about a situation. I'm saying that it's only this, but there's a little bit more to the picture that I'm not letting on. And I can, I can look in the mirror and realize that I'm kind of lying to myself, right? And what's being said to me there is you should be honest with yourself. Admit that there's more to the picture here, Jake, than you're allowing on, right? Um, I, might, I might realize that I need to apologize to someone you know, man, I really did hurt that person. I really did offend them. I should do something about that, right? I'm looking and seeing a reflection there. Maybe lastly, you can relate to this idea that sometimes we're not honest with ourselves that we're actually not okay. Maybe, maybe you're emotionally just, just distraught or hurting and, and you're not really acknowledging that. You're, you're seeing a reflection in the mirror and James says, "Be don't just hear that, but do something about that. You know, maybe you have to face the fact that, man, I'm, I should talk to somebody about this. I should find some help. I'm not emotionally okay right now. I know I've experienced that. Sometimes I don't want to admit that I'm not okay, right? So James is telling us to look to reflect deeply on ourselves. And here's the, here's the sermon light. Here's the appetizer. If you just want a little nugget this morning, is he's saying to us, don't kid yourself. Do something about it. If you see, if, if there's something being spoken to you, don't just be a hearer because you're deceiving yourself, but act on what you see. Look at yourself and act on it. That's the, that's the sermon light. If, if you're really tired or I'm, I'm, I'm already boring you, that can be you know, your take home for today. But um, I do have a lot more to say, don't worry. Um, he doesn't just leave it at don't do this. He doesn't just say, hey, do this. He does, he does say a little bit more than that. There's a little bit more to this appetizer. He, he points us to a different way. He doesn't just say, don't do this. He says, do this. In verse 25, he says that the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So he's saying something really deep here that I want to talk about today. First of all, I want to point out that he's telling us a bit about what mirror we should use in our lives. In verse 23, he says that, you know, his analogy is that if you look at your face in a mirror, you can forget. But in 25, in the same analogy, he says, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres. So he's saying that the, the mirror we should reflect on in our lives is something called the law of liberty or, or the perfect law. Um, so let's talk about this. How could a law be a mirror? What, what is he getting at? I'll start with just the law and it, it's, it's pretty easy once you get it. But um, first of all, in the Old Testament, there's something that's, that's called the law. There's the Mosaic law. There's, it's the, we call it the Old Covenant. It's the way that God used to relate to people. And I'll, I'll just take an example, but uh, one of the most important commands in the Mosaic law was to love your neighbor as yourself. So you could, and again, there's something being said beneath that. It, I, I, might, I might extrapolate it to say, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're being a good person or, you're, or, or God is proud of you or that's, a, that's the way to a good life. You, sh you should love your neighbor as yourself. So here's our mirror. You can then look at your own life and say, am I loving my neighbor as myself? And you reflect, you, you look into that law and say, is that true of me? You know, you might feel commended. You might feel like, okay, you look in that reflection, you say, man, I really am loving my neighbor right now. That's a, that's a good thing. You can be encouraged looking into that reflection. Or, or you might feel negative about it. You might realize that, I'm not loving my neighbor as myself. And you see how that mirror reflects on you a conclusion, something that's being said to you. 
of which James says, don't just hear that, but do something. Okay, so you see, not if you're with me, you can see how a law is a mirror, right? Yeah, cool, not online as well. I'm talking to you too. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, but James doesn't just say uh, the law. He's not actually just pointing people back to the law of Moses. By the way, here's your like Bible nerd moment of the morning. Um, there's been a, like a considerable amount of people in history who've wanted to chuck the book of James out of the New Testament because they thought he, they were tr he was trying to bring people back under the Mosaic law. This phrase, the law of liberty or the perfect law has confused so many people that some people are like, look, he's trying to send us back to the old covenant. He's trying to get us back underneath Moses's rules. We got to get this out. Um, anyway, but the, he's, that's not what he's saying. It's, it's really important to understand what he's saying. He's not trying to bring us back to the Mosaic law and that covenant in relating with God. Um, he says the law of liberty or the perfect law. So what he's referring to here, I'm gonna show you in, in, by, by quoting Jesus from Matthew chapter five. Um, Jesus said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. When James is talking about the perfect law or the law of liberty, He's talking about the fulfilled law in Christ, the fulfilled law in Christ on our behalf. He's not referring to Moses's laws. He's saying, he's talking about what Jesus is talking about. The law had a purpose of which Jesus fulfilled it. That's the law of liberty or the perfect law. Think about this with us for a second with me. If you, um, if you realize that you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself, that's a mosaic law, um, and, and you realize you're not doing that, that's, that's, that's a condemning law. That law has now condemned you, right? Like that's actually a guilt charge. That's like, okay, you're not measuring up to the standard. That's not really a, a law of liberty, is it? That doesn't sound like liberty to me. That's a guilt charge. But when you see that Jesus has fulfilled the law on your behalf, that's what he's referring to as the law of liberty. That's how you can actually experience liberty and freedom. That's the perfected, the fulfilled law. He's saying, look to the work of Jesus as your mirror. Don't just look to Allah, but look to the, the finished work on the cross. Look to the resurrected Jesus Christ. Find a mirror there for your life. He who looks to that and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So let's talk about this for a second. How do you look to the finished work of Christ? How do you look to the fulfilled law in Jesus as a mirror? It's a great question, crowd. Thanks for asking it. Great question. Um, to be honest with you, there's no way that I can summarize the entirety of this today. There is as much facets of looking to the, the fulfilled law in Christ as your mirror as there are facets of God. There, there is so much that God will say to you as you reflect on who you are and where you are at as you look to him that I could never fit it into one sermon. But I am gonna take you on a journey through a few of them just to admonish us with what I think James is calling us to do and to persevere in. Um, let me let me just let me just start with this. You guys all know this verse. If you've been around church, welcome. If you're not, by the way, you don't have to be a longtime Christian to be here. Um, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. This verse is speaking of the finished work of Jesus. It's speaking of of Jesus coming to fulfill the law. Now let's think about how we can use this as a mirror. What, what's contained in this verse that might reflect on yourself? God so loved you, Jacob, 
that he would give his only son that you wouldn't perish but have eternal life. Here's some, here's some things that that is saying to me as a mirror. Jacob, you're loved. Let's just keep it really simple. Jacob, you're, Jacob, you're loved. You're created intentionally. Um, Jesus was sent so that you might believe in him. <laughs> let's talk about how that could be a mirror, okay? If I'm, um, let's say I'm feeling really sorry for myself. Let's say I've had a, a you know, I'm, I'm just I'm having a hard time. I'm feeling sorry for myself. There's a way in which I look to just only this verse and it reflects something back to me. If I feel like I've had a hard life, I'm hard done by, I have a lot of reasons to be bitter and upset and hurt. And, and I look and, and here's, what, here's what happens. God says in this verse alone, Jacob, I loved you so much that I would send my only son that you could believe in me and never die but have eternal life. What does that do to me when I'm feeling sorry for myself? Do you see how this, do you see what the mirror is saying to me here? It's like, Jacob, there's so much more than just the harm that's been done to you. There's, there's a place for you to, like, you, you don't need to just feel sorry for yourself. There's, um, God loves you. You're eternal. I, I, I came to show, to demonstrate my love for you so that you wouldn't have to, um, to be separate from me anymore. All of a sudden, that starts to really speak a lot of volumes to where I'm at. I start to see something about me. I start to get hope and encouragement when I look to the work of Christ and reflect on who I am and where I'm at. It's a beautiful mirror and it's, it's incredibly multifaceted. Um, we're gonna keep going on our journey here. Um, the death and resurrection of Jesus has a lot to say to us as a mirror. Um, the death of Jesus says to us, uh, I'm willing to take your sin upon myself. This is Jesus, I'm kind of speaking on behalf. I'm willing to take your sin upon myself so that you could never taste the, the repercussions of that and you could go free forever. <laughs> I'm willing to, to suffer on your behalf so that you could go free. I, I'm, I'm willing to, I want your sin not to define you any longer. I'm saying something about you. I'm saying that uh, this isn't who you were made to be. I, I'm trying to set you free from something you were never made to have in your own life. The death of Jesus has a lot to say to us. Um, the resurrected Jesus, the gospel message, the fulfilled work of Christ is, is, is what I'm trying to expound. Like Jesus rising from the dead, he says that um, we, if, if you receive that forgiveness, if you receive that work of Christ, you're born again as a child of God. You're raised to, to new life. You're, the Bible says you're a new creation in Christ. How's that for a mirror? Like, how's that for, for a statement about who you are and a place to reflect? Um, you were made in his image. You were made to be a son or a daughter of the king. Do you see how that might speak volumes to me when I'm, when I'm feeling down or sorry for myself or bitter or angry? It's, it's calling me to a bigger picture. It's calling me to a bigger reality. I was made to be a, a child of God. I was made with an intended purpose. I'm seen, I'm loved, I'm, I'm, Jesus understands my suffering. He took it upon himself so that I could go free forever. The more you stare at the life of Jesus, the more you stare at, the, at, at, at what he's accomplished on our behalf, it, it starts to speak incredible volumes to you. This is the perfect law or the law of liberty that James is calling us to look at. This is the fulfilled law that Jesus came. This is the new covenant, the new reality that Jesus came to instate that we could live in. He's, James is, in another sense of the word, James is saying, don't ever stop looking there. Keep looking there and persevere. There's something to be found there that's amazing. 
Um, when we look at this mirror, you see that you're a child of God. You've heard me say that already. Um, when you look in this, when you look to the finished work of Christ as a mirror, you see that uh, God starts to see Jesus' righteousness, not just your sin and failure. You see that um, even though in our humanness we're under construction, Jesus' grace kind of fills up the remainder. He fills you up to the standard. God, God sees only Jesus' righteousness when he looks at you now. If you want to understand this more, check out, like, just keep reading Romans 6. It says that, that we died with Christ and, and that we've been raised to new life with him. So God doesn't see your failure. That doesn't define you any longer. The grace of Jesus fills you up so that you can live as if you had never sinned. You can, you can have access to God like in an unrestricted way. You know, the, the restriction in the Old Testament temple, that, that curtain was torn when Jesus died. That's now that access is open because the grace of Jesus fills up what's, what's lacking for you. So you can start to live as if you had never sinned. So you see, you see freedom, you see hope, you see access to God, you see an, a new identity when you look at this mirror. It's, it's an incredible thing to look at. Um, as you look at this mirror, you still do see your, your humanness and your shortcomings. You still do see that in our lives here, we're under construction. Um, James wouldn't tell us to persevere if there was nothing else to change. We, we aren't to look at this mirror and say, hey, the job's done, great, and then ignore it and keep going. He's telling us to persevere for a reason. You might have heard a saying that God um, loves you just the way you are, but he also loves you way too much to leave you that way, to leave you just where you're at. He does love you just where you are. The grace of Jesus does fulfill the gap so that you can, be, like, so that you really are a child of God and you can live the fullness of that right here, right now. But there's also, there's also old nature, old skin he wants you to shed. He loves you too much to leave you just where you're at too. So when you look to this mirror, you do see, man, there's some things in me that need to change. There's some things in me that are under construction. There's some brokenness in me. There's impure motivations. There's anger. There's you name it. You fill in the, in the blanks for yourself. We are called to see those things and to persevere because God loves us too much to leave us this way. Because here's, the, here's probably the most important thing to me. This, is, this changed my life. Um, when, I look in the, when I look to the fulfilled work of Christ as my mirror, I don't, God isn't showing me my shortcomings to beat me up. He, he's actually showing me my shortcomings because he has, he's saying, um, this, isn't, this isn't fit for a, for a son of the king. This isn't, um, you don't have to live this way. This isn't, who, this isn't for you. This isn't who you are. What are you doing? Does that make sense? It's like, God isn't trying to just remind me how bad I am and beat me up. He's trying to say, this isn't who you are. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, like juxtapose these things with me. Hold these two things together with me, right? It's like, Jesus loves you so much that he, he says, I'm willing to die for you and restore your created value, right? And, and, and then maybe I'm stuck just feeling sorry for myself. Right? God isn't just trying to make me feel bad for feeling sorry for myself. He's like, Jake, you're missing something. This, there's, there's more that I've made you for. This isn't you. What are you doing there? Come on out of that thing. You know, like there's, there's, there's a, come on into the kingdom of God. You know, like there's, there's a life for you to live in relationship with me. Don't let those things define you. Don't let life and things done against you speak louder than the gospel. Don't, you know, don't let those, don't let anything speak louder than the kingdom of God. That's the, that's the eternal reality that I've given you. You know what I mean? Like, 
what are you doing letting something speak louder than that? Why would you be defined? By, like, you're selling yourself cheap, you know? That's what he's saying to me when I reflect on these things, you know? Um, that changed my life forever. So, like, I guess I, I'll try and calm down a little bit, but God is saying, like, when God's showing you your shortcomings, when, when you still see sin in your life, he's, <laughs> he's not just trying to beat you up. He's trying to say that I know I, that there's more to you than you see, and this, isn't, this, isn't, uh, this doesn't belong in your life. Come on in, like, come on, let's grow into who I've really made you be. Let me show you who you are. You know, like, let's get out of this thing. So you see these things in a new light. I, I, I hope you persevere as you reflect and see your shortcomings. I hope you see that God's not trying to beat you up. I hope you persevere and understand that God's trying to show you more of who he had made you to be. You're more, there's more to us than we see. You know, if we were, if we were truly just mediocre sinners, I don't know what Jesus was doing dying for us. I think there's more to us than we see. Does that make sense? God knows us a whole lot better than, than we know ourselves. Um, so when we, ref, when we look to the, to the work of Christ, when we look there, we allow God's space to show us the truth of who we have been made. We allow God's space to show us who we really are. You don't have to be scared of it. I encourage you to look at where you're at. Evaluate who you are, evaluate what Jesus, what the Bible says about who you are, you're allowing God's space to show you the truth of who you are. It's, it's, it's absolutely exciting. Um, so my message this morning, really, if it isn't already kind of clear, is just let's look at this thing. <laughs> How can I say this without sounding super... Um, let's, when you're reading your Bible, like you're discovering that... Uh, the reality of the kingdom of God, you're like, like you're discovering something that's actually pertaining to your life. Like there's something here to discover. There's, I don't know how to say it without just being like, read your Bible. That's what I'm trying not to say. But dang, like read your Bible, I guess. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying. There's something amazing to discover in there. It's not just a reminder of a bunch of rules. It's not just a reminder that you're a sinner and Jesus was good. Oh my gosh, there is, read your Bibles. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so, um, so yeah, I am. I am saying, look to look to Jesus. Look to the look to His life. Look to discover more facets of, of how this will reflect to you. Discover more of what God says of you in this thing. I'm, it, this thing is the Bible. I have an imaginary Bible in my hand. Open this thing up and discover more of what God has to say about life and about who you are. There, you'll find yourself there. Use that as your mirror. Use Jesus as your mirror. Use 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 His fulfillment of the law to discover who you are and why you're on this earth. That's the mirror. Here's the other side of the coin, um, and this is important. Uh, if you don't use the, the life and the word, the gospel of Jesus as your mirror, you will use another mirror. You, you can't not use a mirror in life. Here's what I'm saying. Um, let's say I've got an anger issue, okay? I'm an angry dude. Um, if I look to the life of Jesus, and he says, uh, you were made to reflect my image. You're made in my image. I love you. I died for you. I've set you free from sin. Let's get that thing out of your life. I might be like, wow, okay. I don't have to always be an angry dude. Maybe that's something that can get out of my life and I can be a different dude, right? But if I use it, here's, here's what might happen if I'm not looking to the life and message of Jesus as my mirror. I might have a coworker that's much angrier than I do. This is a complete metaphor, by the way. None of my coworkers... It's a metaphor. I'm just pretend. Um, 
<laughs> Let's say I got a coworker that's a lot angrier than me. If I, I might start to use that as a mirror. I might be like, well, yeah, I'm an angry guy, but I'm not as bad as so-and-so. What's the conclusion from that mirror is, well, you know, maybe it's not the best thing, but you know, you don't really have to change. You're not as bad as X. You're not as bad as so-and-so. You just found another mirror. You just found a reason to never change. The conclusion you've drawn is, well, I'm just gonna be an angry dude. That's, that's kind of, you're gonna use a mirror no matter what. We're, we're always looking for, um, who am I? What should I be like? Am I okay? You're going to reflect on something. So uh, make it Jesus. <laughs> I'm not being very eloquent this morning, <laughs> but th that's, that's um, you're always gonna use a mirror, so make it Jesus. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's read James again now that I've hopefully shed some more light on what he's trying to say. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If you look, uh, oh man, I'm just gonna keep rambling the same stuff. Uh, if you look at the finished work of Christ, and persevere, you'll be blessed in your doing. There's something for you to discover there. Let me pray for us, I guess. Yeah. God, um, I confess that I have sold myself cheap way too often. I've allowed life to speak a whole lot louder than the gospel. There's something that you say about me and who I, and, and um, my created purpose, my intended value, my, of who I am, and I've allowed a whole lot of other things to define me and speak louder than what you say about me there. And I, I, I'm sorry for that. I've been looking at wrong mirrors. Um, help me to find the mirror that is the, the fulfilled work of Jesus on my behalf. Help me to use Jesus as my mirror. I pray that over everybody here, God, that we would have a new perseverance, a new encouragement to look and find ourselves in what you say about us, in, in what you say is, is the eternal reality. In, in, in what you define in your word. Um, help us to do that, God. Thanks so much for loving us. Um, I thank you, yeah, just thanks for loving us. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Vineyard, visit ovv.ca.